everybody. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are starting the very first episode of Growing Up Gilmore. We are going to start by talking about like our experience with Gilmore Girls, just so you can kind of see where we're coming from, because we are coming from two very different perspectives. I started watching like the very first time it came out on WB. What night was that? Thursday nights, right? Yes, because they were competing against friends. Yes. My mom and I sat down and watched Gilmore Girls after I finished my homework every Thursday. So I really grew up with the show and like idolized Rory. She really turned me into a reader myself. So I kind of come with the nostalgia point of view because Mm -hmm. I grew up loving it. I watch it every fall. Um, My husband quoted Gilmore Girls in his vows at our wedding. So it's like a very immersed thing in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But very different from you, Elise. Yes, very different. I am actually the same age as Rory, which is weird because when it came out, I was 16. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, And I should have been watching it, but I wasn't. I never, it just wasn't on my radar. So now when I watch it, it's odd because I'm like, wait... I relate more to Lorelai because she's closer to yep. my age. Yep. But it's weird. Uh, but no, I just grew up with a lot of movies. I watched a lot of movies. I watched a lot of TV shows. I watched Dawson's Creek. I was a Dawson's Creek girl. Mm-hmm. All because of Joshua Jackson. <laughs> Casey. Um, so I've always been meaning to watch Gilmore Girls for a really long time. And I got into The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, yeah, because you watched that first. Yep. And I haven't made it all the way through that yet. And I loved it because I loved the the quickness of the the dialogue. And it's very, like, Aaron Sorkin fast. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, you got to watch Gilmore Girls. And I'm like, I've been meaning to because when I saw that they did the revival, I was like, well, that's cool. But I just put it off. And then, yeah, I just watched it, just finished it, like, what, a couple weeks ago? month ago? Like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, Almost, like, exactly a month ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Now that I'm like 38, I finally saw Gilmore Girls. So I get, I have like not the nostalgia, right? Um, yeah, way of looking at it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see like how our opinions differ, considering I grew up with it, and I think mm-hmm. I harbor like deeper feelings for certain things than you would because yeah. you've only watched it through the one time. When I watched it last year, that was the first time I realized that I was Lorelai's age in the pilot. Weird. That was very weird for me. And thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm 32. Here I am. Uh-huh. And I'm watching the show and I find myself like working through Lorelai's stuff differently now. Oh, I'm sure. Than I did before. Because like the first time it was like, ah, oh, she's just an annoying mom, like whatever. And now it's like, no, I totally get why she did that. Mm-hmm. So. That's what's so great about this show. And because I I do watch a lot of TV. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. And, and like, even, like, all the teenage shows, cause I do love, like, a teenage, or like, show, like, premise. This also, like, incorporates parents' stories really well. Yes. Which I is really hard to execute. Like, I agree. That you can get a teenager to watch a show and, like, like how you did with your mom. Mm-hmm. Your mom watch it and be, like, interested. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, actually interested in both yeah. of their 
of their storylines. Right, right. Yeah, that's a testament to the writing for sure. And when sure. I watch it, I'm like, oh, I really I related to things that like Rory did at that age or whatever. And then now I'm like, because I'm older than, well, I don't know how old. Well, Lorelai goes through so many different ages with yeah. the revival and everything. But yep. I'll see things and I'm like, yeah, I relate to that. So it's just, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that it, there's definitely a beginning, a middle, and an end mm-hmm. for them. We're going to watch the series, each episode, and just break down what goes on in the episode, but more from a perspective of... What, like writing. Writing. and The characters. Yeah, their journey. Just like, like cool things about, you know, women's relationships, mother-daughter relationships. Yes. I think that's one thing you and I decided early on is that we really want to focus on the women in this series and it's it's so easy to focus on the men because there's like that divide of like Mm -hmm. team logan team jess team max team luke whatever but gosh the women are so good in this series Mm -hmm. and they are not talked about enough like emily and lorelei and mrs kim they all bring something different to the table and it's really important to look at those relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, all the romance is like, to- I'm totally there for it. I think everybody is. It's a daunting task to take on a show that has seven seasons and 22 episodes mm-hmm. a season. But I've never really done like a deep dive like this before. No. I've always just watched it. Before we dive into the first episode, I wanted to also mention that we will be reviewing recipes from Christy Carlson's cookbook, titled Eat Like a Gilmore. And Elise and I will be making a recipe from the cookbook that has to do with the episode. And we will review each recipe with one through five stars hollows. So stay tuned for that. All right. So we're going to dive into the first episode. It's just called The Pilot. But we also added There She Goes because the opening song is Mm -hmm. The Laws, There She Goes, which is so perfect 2000 song. It is. It just tells me everything I need to know right away. Yeah. I, I think that if they were today with this episode, it'd be there she goes. I completely agree. Before we go any further, we should really talk about our goals for each episode and what we want to focus on each time we recap the episode. So let's start there. When Elise and I started talking about doing a podcast, she really wanted to make sure that we were focusing on the writing, the directing, and the acting of the show, because that's something she's very passionate about. And she wanted to make sure that we take time to focus on the director of each episode. So Elise, do you want to talk a little bit about that for this episode? Yeah, sure. Just a little bit about the writers. Obviously, the pilot episode. So that was Amy Sherman Palladino, uh, wrote the first episode. And who directed the second is Leslie Linkla ladder and she's directed a lot of cool tv shows yeah Um, you were showing me the list of tv shows that she's directed and i was blown away yeah it's it's awesome a because she's a woman yes (laughs) and she got to direct on twin peaks okay uh freaks and geeks love freaks and geeks yeah i know and the list just keeps on going on it's pretty she's just done a lot law and order um the oc the leftovers have you watched the oc no I would, though. Oh, I loved The O.C. Yeah. Um, Heroes. Mad Men. Mm. Uh, True Blood. A lot. Yeah. A lot of stuff that I've watched and would have never thought... I've never looked into the directors of any of these episodes. I think it's going to be really fun. I hope it... I mean, 
she's done Homeland. I don't really see uh, her films here, but the TV is great. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited to see, too, now that we're looking at the directors and we look into what else they've done, are we going to find any crossover? Like you yeah. mentioned Twin Peaks. There's a lot of crossover of Twin Peaks in this show. Oh, yeah. And I totally feel like Stars Hollow. I think I did read something on this, too. Someone was comparing Stars Hollow to Twin Peaks. Oh, sure. Yeah. It has this eerie kind of like own vibe going on yeah completely i'm really looking forward to seeing how the the directing style changes Mm -hmm. and there's only a few episodes i can think of where it's dramatically different than other episodes and we'll talk about that when we get to those episodes obviously but i would say style wise it's pretty consistent across the board oh sure i do yeah i think there's only one a couple of parts, like you're saying, that I was like, whoa, this is different. I know. Done before. I, I think we're thinking of the yeah. same one, that dinner. Yeah. Friday night dinner that, episode. Towards yeah. the end. Yep. Yeah. Season yeah. six, I think. Yeah. It'll be cool to see if they do any more crossover. Like this, if Leslie will do another episode. I didn't get that far. So I'm just going episode by episode and looking. Yeah. No, I think record. that's great. I mean, we can sit here and talk about the episode and the context all we want and the content itself. But I think if you're going to do a deep dive on Gilmore Girls, Uh it's good to look at everyone who is involved in the process. And I'm so happy they got a woman for the first, the pilot episode. I agree. I'm so happy. And I feel like that's something Amy Sherman Palladino would be like very into. I agree. And and, and Dan too. Right. He seems very like that too as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that speaks volumes to... Amy's vision of the show as well. Like, Mm. it is a very women-driven series. And I think she fights for that. I'm sure she had to have fought for that. Oh, I'm sure. I I appreciate you taking the time to look into that because it's something I have never personally looked into as I watch the series. So I'm excited to take that deep dive. I'm excited, too. And I, you know, I kind of want to continue doing this with other shows I watch. Yeah. I feel like I always forget to... Look into that a little bit. I agree. Now that we have the background established, we can go back to the beginning of the episode where we see Lorelai and she, she walks into the diner uh-huh. well, immediately with a coffee cup in hand and we meet Luke. Mm-hmm. We are big Luke fans. Yeah, we're not going to focus on him, but yes, we'll focus on him for two <laughs> seconds. Mm-hmm. Big um, Luke girls here. Lauren Graham said that there was an immediate connection between them. She said that Scott has a special sexiness. Oh, he does. She yes. nailed that. Yes. Well, I mean, that's not that clever. We all we all know. Did you know, though, that he was only offered two episodes originally? And no. he turned it down? And then they said, how do you feel about six seasons? And then he said, yes. <sighs> He's so sexy. <laughs> That's like so Luke. It totally it's is. such a Luke nope, thing. It totally is. Like, he was perfect for Luke. I know. So we meet Luke. We find out she loves coffee as we are drinking our coffee as well. Mm-hmm. And she gets approached by the young boy. That's yeah. where the Jack Kerouac thing comes from. The first pop culture reference is a minute and 30 seconds into the episode. And it's Jack Kerouac. Amy Sherman Palladino mm-hmm. chose Lauren Graham. Because she pronounced that name correctly without hesitation. Yeah. 
She just well, could spit it out. Yeah. And Lauren Graham is an English major. Yeah. So. Yeah. She knows what I, she's doing. She, I would assume that she would know how to pronounce that. Amy didn't want to see Lauren for a really long time because yeah. she was afraid. She she didn't want, because Lauren was signed on to, I am forgetting the name right now, to a different show. Yep, yep. She didn't want, Amy didn't want to see Lauren and, like, fall in love with her and couldn't have right, her. Right, But And it, I don't blame her. Yeah. And, and, like, Lauren Graham said in her book, Talking as Fast, is it? Yeah, Talking as, as Fast, fast as, as I Can. can. She said that she was still signed on. She did not know when she filmed the pilot if she was going to be able to do the show. Right, right. Which is crazy. She said she knew immediately that she wanted that character and that it was hers. It spoke to her. Yeah, the dialogue sold her. And then Amy just, like, met her and was like, yep, we met her. Yep. (laughs) We got her. Yeah. We got our our Lorelai. Yeah. And she, Lorelai, is so special. She is a very special character. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could argue that for any character in the series. Uh-huh. Even the small characters play a huge role. Um, it's fun to see, like, how they all come together. Mm-hmm. I feel like with TV back in these time range, there wasn't a lot of female characters sort of like Lorelai on screen, which is very a film kind of character. I agree. Then we get to see Rory for the first time. And Lauren Graham in her book said that that moment is her first time on camera. That's crazy. She's a natural. Total natural. Like after listening to that reunion interview and Amy Sherman Palladino saying the innocence is really what sold me. Mm-hmm. on Alexis Bledel because she just has this innocence and intelligence that comes through her and into Rory. Yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino said that she had a lot of girls come in and audition. They were very good, but mm-hmm. she was like, they were too trained. Yeah. And so that worked against them because she did, they didn't come off innocent enough. So I right. think that not having like theater experience and mm-hmm. all those kind of audition experiences, what, what I think it was her fifth audition she had ever yeah. been to, and yeah. she got got the show, uh, really, really worked for Rory. I agree, and it's crazy because they really, if she would have been bad, the show would have not done well. She's just a natural. Actress. And the two of them together. They never did a chemistry reading. Mm-mm. No, that's crazy. They just came in and just meshed together. And Lauren said she helped Rory find her spots where she needed to be by, like, leaning into her or pulling her in close. So Mm -hmm. she did, like, these motherly movements. But really it was her helping Alexis find her mark. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. But so funny. Very (laughs) cute. That moment also has one of my favorite lines. The Jack Kerouac figure starts hitting on Rory while Lorelai is getting a cup of coffee for Rory. And so the same guy that hit on Lorelai is now hitting on Rory. Right. And He's just, like, hungry that morning. Yeah. My God. <laughs> he was just really searching. And she's like, oh, my daughter? And he's like, your daughter? And then Rory goes, are you my new daddy? <laughs> you always laugh I, at that. That gets me every time. So every good. time. But we're already seeing the dynamic of them with men oh, yeah. right away. My favorite things is they introduce this big character thing of Lorelai right away because he calls her when she turns him down like hitting that Hartford guy hitting on her he calls her a mystery woman yes and she's like "Ooh, I like that yeah and I was like whoa 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so mm-hmm. true. She does like that. She feeds off that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flirting comes very naturally to her. Yeah. Almost to the point where you wonder if she even realizes she's doing it. She knows. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> okay, so we can say that about Rory then. Maybe Rory doesn't realize when she's flirting. Yeah, maybe. I have to think about that one. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think with Lorelai, that's her default with men. Is the flirtation. Yes. And and she does like them not knowing if she's into them. Totally. She likes, that's her thing. The stringing them along kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely. But I still love her. She's not like one of those people who do it and they're malicious. We start to see the dynamic between Lorelai and Rory mm-hmm. right away. So now let's talk a little bit about the idea of Gilmore Girls. Amy Sherman Palladino had this big presentation she was presenting all of these ideas. It wasn't going well. And then the last thing she said before they broke for lunch was, I do have an idea about a show where it's a mother and daughter, but they're more friends than mother and daughter. And they were like, great, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's all she had. She didn't have anything else planned. Yeah, she just like presented to what the Warner Brothers. Yeah. And she pitches this idea. They're like, great, write something for us. And she developed it over a weekend. Mm -hmm. She went to Connecticut, right? Right. To a small town. Yep, with her husband, Dan. She just... And they stayed at an inn. I know. I always forget to mention how much Dan has done. Dan. He does a lot, too. Yes. Yeah. Paladino. Um, We just don't see him in interviews as much. No, Mm -mm. from what I've watched of uh, her interviews, she's like this big, big personality. She dominates the conversation, but it works for them very well. I agree. I agree. We transition to meeting Lane. Rory and Lane are walking to school. Mm -hmm. And as they walk into the building, we see Elise's favorite character. No. Dean. No. (laughs) But we'll go into Dean more later. And he's like, what does he say when he sees Rory? He doesn't say anything. Well, he, he just it's like, like that look. And then he has that 90 hair. Yeah. So he does like a, a little turn of his head and his hair goes like in his eyes a little bit. It's almost like that. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Joey. Blossom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. He has kind of that moment mm-hmm. when he sees Rory. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a there she goes. We get to see Rory in class. Yes. This my scene favorite is scene. so weird. This is my favorite scene probably of the whole entire series, season, series, every, every, every episode (laughs) ever made. You are lying. That cannot be real because this scene makes no sense. Rory is in class at regular, regular high school. Stars Hollow High High School. School. Yeah. Which like, can we just say a small town like that having its own high school without like neighboring towns? (laughs) Very weird. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go on. She's sitting in class, and then there's, like, a bunch of girls sitting in class, too, around Mm -hmm. her. And they pass nail polish around to each other, but they only paint one nail. So one girl, like, paints her nail, turns around, passes it to the other girl, and she paints one nail. And then they keep on doing that to the other girl. And then they're like, what is she doing? About Rory. Yeah, she's like, maybe it's a love letter. She's writing something. And they're like, well, maybe it's like a burn book. Something like that. And the one girl is like, she's actually doing the assignment. (laughs) And then Rory has that smirk on her face where she's like, I am 
Yeah. It's just, I don't know, I Very, love it. Very, like, so above-it-all moment for Rory. Yeah. You know? And I get why we need to see that. But, but I the just... nail painting the nail is painting's, so weird. I, I... Did you ever do that in high school? No. <laughs> no. No. I want to, though. If I could relive anything. You want to just paint one nail in your, <laughs> in like, my... high school English class? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Then we transition again. And now we are at the inn. And we meet Alex Borstein. As Drella, the harp player. Oh, yeah. I think she is the most like Amy Sherman Palladino. Oh, completely. Okay, so for those that don't know, Alex Borstein was originally supposed to play Suki. She did the unaired pilot as Suki. Well, I totally forgot to watch that. How was she as Suki? I don't think she had the same level of warmth that Melissa McCarthy brought to Suki. Did she do it sweet, though? Yeah, but it almost seemed like her delivery was inauthentic. Yeah, because she's just, like, I'm so used to her. Like, I'm used to her, like, sarcastic. Yeah, she does that so Not, like, a sweet, innocent person. Yeah. But she was doing Mad TV and Uh had already signed a contract with Mad TV, and Fox and WB were not willing to make it work for her to be Suki full time. Mm-hmm. So she still wanted to be a part of it, so they wrote Drella for her. And her husband at the time was Jackson, who mm-hmm. isn't introduced in this episode, but in the next episode. And later she said, "I don't think I would have wanted to do an on-screen relationship with my real-life husband." Cuz she said she felt like that would be weird. Yeah. Because Jackson and Suki have a very different marriage than yeah. Alex Borstein and Jackson Douglas. I mean, for, I mean, I think if it was a movie, it might feel a little bit different. Right. You're just like one and done and it's over. But if you're going to do a whole series, yeah, I I, I agree with her. She said, Melissa is fucking amazing. And the two of them got along. I think it was better off. She said she felt horrible at first. But then, you know, in retrospect. It worked out. It worked out, definitely. And she's so great and Maisel. Oh, absolutely. So she got her mm-hmm. her time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. I understand why they wrote Drella for her, but I don't like that character. No, she's it's really awkward that they have a heart player. <laughs> yeah. Why? I agree. I agree. But you know, but that you know, also I don't want to be mean because like this show is known for its quirkiness. So it kind of works. True. So after we meet Drella, we meet my husband's favorite character, Michelle. Mm-hmm. It's my mom's favorite character. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. His dry sense of humor goes unmatched in really this show. Does. He's very good at the comedy. Yes. <laughs> the comedy. Without trying to be funny. Yeah. Yes. His delivery is perfection. Mm-hmm. Every line. It really is. It, you can't go wrong with Michelle. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so we meet Michelle. And then we get this big crash, and we are brought into the kitchen, and we see Suki for the first time. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy's arguably best role, I think. Oh, yeah. You get this immediate, like, high-spun, compassionate person. Everyone is, like, choreographed around her in the kitchen, like, moving things around. Her trying to make things work. And this is the first scene that Amy Sherman Palladino wrote for the series. Really? Yes, the wow. peach sauce is the first scene she wrote. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowing that now, it feels more special, it, I think. Yeah. 
like this interaction between two women Mm -hmm. that are so close and have like the similar dream. Yeah. Because in that like one scene, we establish their friendship. We establish their roles in each other's lives and we establish their dream of opening an inn. Yeah. This is that's yeah, this is like basically where we finally start to get a little bit of what the show is. Yeah. The direction. What, what the plot is a little bit. Exactly. Which is great for not rushing into that. I agree. Rushing into, because like now it's like everything has to be like, so bam, 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 you know, be interested in the show within, Two seconds. Right. With big, huge events. And we're like seven minutes into the episode at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that the it's not even a glacial pace, but the slow pace is very representative of Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. It's just slow in a good way. And it's strapping you in. You've been there. Like, you live there. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Speaking of the peach scene, let's take a look at both of the recipes. I know we haven't gotten to the Chilton oatmeal cookies yet, but this feels like a good time for us to take a look and let you know what we thought about each of them. For this episode, we made the Chilton oatmeal cookies from Suki's recipes, and we made Suki's peach sauce. Elise, what were your immediate reactions to trying both of those recipes. I enjoyed them. I think they were good. I will say I was expecting the peach sauce to be a lot sweeter initially than it was. Yeah. But I think that had a lot to do with the peaches themselves. You thought they were bad peaches? Yeah, I don't think they were as sweet as they could have been. What did you think about the oatmeal cookies? Yeah, they were very good, but they were very gingerbread. Yes, I think that's because of the nutmeg. Mm-hmm. But and I even said while we were making them, these are going to taste like gingerbread cookies. Yeah. And like four cups of oatmeal went into that batter. When she says oatmeal, she's not messing around. No, well, Suki mm-hmm. doesn't usually. No, that's true. That's very true. So we had the peach sauce with waffles. We bought packaged waffles because we were like. Lorelai would do packaged waffles. She would mm-hmm. not do real battered waffles. We put the peach sauce on top. It was okay. But the peach sauce with the cookie was great. It was great. We're going to rate our recipes out of five stars hollows because, of course, we are. Elise, what would you give the peach sauce? I gave, I gave, it, I gave it a two- Okay, a two. That's pretty low. <laughs> I just, I didn't, I, it was too hyped up in the show. She said she wanted to bathe in it. Right. So I wanted to bathe in it. Yeah. That and I did, didn't. Yeah, nope. So I give it a two. Okay, I would give it a three. So I think we're, we're pretty close yeah. on that. The cookies, I would give a five. Okay, I give the cookies a four. Okay. I think those are like my new go-to oatmeal cookie. Oh, yeah, especially for the holidays. Yeah, like I would add things to it. We went pretty basic with this route because the recipe that Christy Carlson has says you can add raisins and chocolate chips. We just went basic because we thought that was the best route for how Sookie made it in the show. Mm-hmm. I would say the combination of the oatmeal cookie and the peach sauce was like a 
five out of five. Yeah, that was really good when you combined the two of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do two recipes usually for an episode, but we felt like let's start it off with a bang this time. And we will post the pictures of the process and the final outcome on our Instagram, underscore growing up Gilmore underscore. And Elise will share those on there after the podcast is posted. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we established their dream to open the inn. Mm -hmm. And then once we get to that point, it transitions to Rory and Lane. So we see Lorelai and Suki, best friends. And now we have Rory and Lane, best Mm -hmm. friends. Very mirroring. Yes. The show does that a lot. A lot of mirrors. A lot, a lot. Between mother and daughter. We get to see the antique shop, mm-hmm. Mrs. Kim's antique You've shop. You've been there in real life. I was there. Yeah. We did the WB tour. It's huge when it's empty because there was nothing in it when we did the tour. And there is no upstairs. There are stairs, oh. but they lead nowhere. And you said that's the same house? Yeah, the same house that the prom episode of Friends was filmed. The lobster episode. Yep, the lobster episode was filmed at Mrs. Kim's. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun to see. So we get to meet Mrs. Kim, which introduces us to another mother-daughter lens. Mm -hmm. Because Mrs. Kim and Lane have a very different relationship. That is like a strict mother-daughter relationship. And there are set boundaries there. And like, and it's always weird though, because I'm like, they mention the dad, and yeah. like we just never see him. No, not until the revival. Really? Yeah, I don't remember him in the revival. Yes, what? yes, he's in the revival for like a brief second. Wow, I must have looked away. Or something. Yeah, it happens fast. It happens fast. Somebody's just like, "Hey, Mr. Kim," and he waves, and that's oh. it. That's it. It's creepy. But, you know, they always say parents. My parents are sending me. Yeah. You know, or my parents want me to marry a doctor. My parents, my yeah. parents. But you only ever see Mrs. Kim. Mm-hmm. So we get to see the dynamic between Mrs. Kim and Lane and Rory. And it's pretty clear that Mrs. Kim is not a fan of Rory. Nope. When she gets home, Mrs. Kim says, how was school? Was anybody pregnant? Yeah, like that's that's the tea. And Lane's (laughs) like, no, no one's pregnant. And Rory said, I don't know. So-and-so was glowing. And it catches Mrs. Kim off guard. Yeah. And Lane's like, she's just kidding, mama. And Mrs. Kim, boys don't like funny girls. And Rory says, okay. Okay. (laughs) I just thought of it now, though. Do you think that she asked that pregnant question because she knows Rory's mom got pregnant in high school? Could be. Because it is very clear later on that Mrs. Kim and Lorelai do not have a great relationship. Yeah. yeah that could be. I think so. Miss mm-hmm. Kim, geez. <laughs> so that's like 13 minutes into the episode, and those are all the people we meet mm-hmm. in the first 13 minutes. That's a lot of characters. Oh, a ton. A lot. But we're 13 minutes in. The story hasn't really started yet. No. We get, like, a small glimpse of, like, the inn. The inn is the two. But that's, like, a big, far-away dream. Yeah. We don't know what the real story is yet. But now we find out in the next scene that Rory is accepted to Chilton. And it's this big private school in Hartford. A big deal. And she's been trying to get in. This is her way of getting to Harvard, her, like, end goal. 
So we learn that Rory's life is going to change now. Mm-hmm. But how is that going to affect Lorelai? We don't find out right away. They celebrate her going to Chilton. She hands her a bag with a plaid skirt. And Rory says, am I going to be in the next Britney Spears video? It's <laughs> a Britney Spears. So good. So good. And they celebrate. They're so excited. This is one of your favorite lines. Okay. Lorelai is all excited. And Rory goes to her, "What? why are you so happy? Did you do something slutty? And Lorelai goes, I'm not that happy. <laughs> so good. So good. Very good. Very good. And also very establishes there. Yeah. The lack of boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. Most jokes you wouldn't make with your mom at that at age 16. Definitely That's not. a joke I would make with my mom now. Yes. Totally. But, yeah. So she gets accepted to Chilton. And Suki says... She's going to make oatmeal cookies to celebrate because Protestants love oatmeal. You researched that, like, what? why do Protestants, like, Yeah, love I oatmeal? looked it up. I could not find anything that explained that comment at all. Like, even the Gilmore Girl, like, wiki page <laughs> has, nothing has no idea why. There has to be something. I don't know. Yeah. It's such, like, a throwaway comment. But we made the oatmeal cookies. Yeah, we did. Because it's in the cookbook. <laughs> so good. We're going through the cookbook and picking out recipes that have to do with each episode. And then we're going to review them. And some days it'll just be a cocktail. And I can't wait for those that, days. That's where I'll be more help in the kitchen for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we um, had a few moments today where we realized we are more like Lorelai than we thought. <laughs> After she gets accepted into Chilton. We see the next scene where she's on, um, Lorelai is on the phone. We find out that in order to save her spot at Chilton, she has to pay an enrollment fee. And she doesn't say how much it is, but she said that's a lot of zeros. She says she might have to do a bank job. Yeah, a bank job. (laughs) Yeah. And I've never heard that. I've I've never never heard heard that phrase either. And how is a single mother going to pay for that? Yep. So her and Suki are trying to figure out what is she going to do? And Suki keeps saying, you could call. And she's like, no. But they could help. No. And keeps cutting her off. Not sure what she's going to do at this point. Trying to figure it out. Now she's already told Rory she's going to. Yeah, there's no way out of it. Rory comes running out in her uniform, which I think is hard for Lorelai to see as she's Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to pay this. But that's... Let's put that aside for a moment and talk about this weird obsession that Lorelai has with Rory's looks. Mm-hmm. She makes a comment at the inn the first time that her sweater is a moo-moo. Yeah, she wants her to be more revealing a little bit. Yeah, or not so frumpy. Yeah. And then she says her skirt's too long. Yep, she wants to shorten her skirt and Rory's like, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. 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 There's like a difference in modesty there. And I don't know if that's, uh, I'm not sure where that's coming from with Lorelai. I wonder if it's more that she kind of wants her to dress like her more. Mm-hmm. It could just be something that, that simple. Yeah. I think she wants her maybe to like also like think about her looks a little bit. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Well, Although I, she's not like frumpy, like looking. No, like she brushes no. her hair and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I loved her sweater. Rory agrees that she can shorten her skirt. Uh-huh. They shorten the skirt. That, and that skirt was too long. I agree with Lorelai. But we see this, like, iconic transition at that point. She's looking at pictures on the fireplace, on the mantle, uh-huh. and it ends with her looking at a photo of herself as a child in front of this huge house. And at that point, we have no idea what this is. And then it transitions. It, like, does a fade to the house and then pans over to her drinking coffee on, like, the side of her Jeep. Oh, that's so good. So good. That is so iconic. I know. I love that. All I want is is her Jeep. I and know. And to sit on the side drinking a cup of coffee. I know. And I could do that anywhere. It doesn't have to be outside a big house. Nope. It could be outside, like, a, a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> a trailer park. Completely. It does not matter. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We see whatever she is about to do is going to be hard. She's preparing herself for something. She knocks on the door, and we meet Emily Gilmore. Does Emily answer? Yes, Emily answers what? the door. Not a maid. Weird. I know. But, you know, sometimes for Friday night dinner, she does answer the door. Oh, man. I always feel like it's the maid, and she's mad at the maid for not answering quick enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she does answer the door. All I wrote in my notes was, Emily Gilmore, the legend. <laughs> I love Emily Gilmore so much. She is so good. Kelly Bishop said on the Today Show, the reunion... That she was so excited to take this role because she would hate Emily in real life. Oh. And she kept getting roles to be like an Italian grandma or mom. And she wanted something really different. Yeah. We meet Emily and we immediately see the dynamic of Lorelai with her mom. There's a weird tension there that we're not sure what it is yet. They're sitting down. And then Richard walks in. He comes home. And they're sitting in the the living room. And what does the dad, what does Richard say? He says, oh, is it Christmas already? Yeah. Is it Christmas already? Or something like to that effect. And Lorelai says, I need to talk to you about something. And he immediately goes, you need money. She goes, it's not for me. It's for Rory. You need money. Yeah. So clearly she does not come to them for anything. But if she does, he already knows what it's for. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he was already well, willing. Which is implied that she's needed money before in the past then. True. Very true. I did not think about that. Because why would he just jump to that conclusion if she's never asked for money before? Very true. Is that true. how she got the house? Could be. But Richard is so willing to just write the check. Oh, totally. Because she says Rory was was accepted to Chilton. It's a great school. Emily knows it's a great school. Richard knows it's a great school because it's only five yeah. minutes from them. And they and we've established now that they care about their granddaughter. Absolutely. They, even though they don't see them a lot, besides holidays, mm-hmm. they're very invested with like, oh, Rory, you know, Rory got into Chilton. And right, right. That's only five minutes away from us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard is willing to write the check, and then Emily comes up with her idea. If we're going to be financially invested in your life, I want to be physically involved in what's going on, emotionally invested in your lives, mm-hmm. and suggests the Friday night dinners. So good. What a genius cool, idea. Cool thing. That's very Sopranos. Is it? I'm, I have not they watched have Sopranos. The Sunday, I think they have the Sunday night dinners okay. or something like okay. that. But. So Friday night dinners every Friday. 
they want to be involved in what Rory's doing at Chilton and figuring everything out. So I think it's great. I love it because then you're like, what's going to happen in a Friday night right. dinner? So Although now, there has been episodes, there has been no Friday night dinner, though. Right, yes. Which is so weird. So we get to see this shift now with Lorelai because her problem was she couldn't pay for Chilton and mm-hmm. now she is indebted to her parents. Because she doesn't want to see them. No. She just wanted the money clear. to get out. Yep, exactly. She says she doesn't want Rory to know. It's a secret between the three of them. Mm-hmm. So once that's established, Rory is cleaning out her locker then at school with Lane because she's so excited to start Chilton Monday. And Lane runs off, Rory drops something, and Dean comes and stands right next to her and makes his Rosemary's Baby reference. He got her Rosemary Baby reference. Yes, he, yes. And she's like, you've seen Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a classic or something. Right. So we learn the boy's name is Dean. Mm-hmm. He's from Chicago. Chicago. Wendy. Oprah. Uh, yeah. And he just stands there. And she is like com- already completely enamored with him. Yeah. It's he's very tall. obvious. Yes. And Jared Galecki was supposed to start college and was offered two episodes of Gilmore Girls. So he deferred his attending college and filmed the two episodes. Oh, cool. But I would have done the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity. But you have such strong opinions about it. I feel bad because a lot of people hate him. Yeah. And I hate like always being kind of cliche. Like I hate him just to hate him, but I do hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Well, we were when we were planning the episode, we were making notes on what we wanted to talk about and you went on this like huge rant about Dean. <laughs> And you're like with his stupid 90s haircut. And you know he's somebody who likes the Transformers movies. He, yeah, he's not watching Rosemary's Baby. No way. No. No. He's in line to see Transformers. He's in line to see Fast and the Furious. Right. He is not watching Rosemary's Baby. No. No. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Something is off with that. Not to be a snob. You can like those things. Right. But ironically... I'm just kidding. (laughs) So we see this immediate change in Rory with Dean. He tells her that he's been watching her. Not great. (laughs) No, not great. But she loves it. Oh, yeah. She's like, you've been watching me? He's like, yeah, almost every single day. And he just seems like digging himself. Like, yeah. Does he say every single day or? Pretty much every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the first time I think that she's ever received like male attention in that way. Mm-hmm. So of course you're going to be like head over heels immediately. And because he's cute and he's right. Like, mm-hmm. And he tells her that she's smart. He offers to carry her box of things. He knows what book she's been reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's. Reading Moby Dick, and he comments on it. Mm-hmm. That's when she finds and out that he's wrote, been watching. And he's like, "Last week you were reading Madame Bovary." She's right. a fast reader, but yeah, man, mm-hmm. she's very. This is a very she's Belle yes. and Beauty and the Beast. Totally, totally reference. Yep, he says that you don't look up. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You're just yeah. stuck in the book. I've never seen anybody read 
that intensely before. Yeah, that has that level of concentration. She sets him up with Miss Patty to get a job in town. Mm-hmm. She meets Lorelai at Luke's for dinner. And Lorelai said she was late. And Rory lies and just says she was at the library. Why do you think she lies about Dean? I think it's, it's something that she knows she, her mom's going to make a big deal about. True. And I do think that Rory, out of the two of them, works to establish boundaries mm-hmm. more so than Lorelai does. Yeah. She wants some. Yes. She wants something to be her own for she's, a change. She's starting to get older now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Lorelai does not like boundaries. From what I can understand, in this first episode, mm-hmm. at least, uh, and there's no a little... she has terrible boundaries, right? With there's, almost everyone, there's like a level of codependency there. Mm-hmm. Like Lorelai really relies on Rory for a lot, mm-hmm. with a lot of the characters though yes. too. Yes, Man. completely. <laughs> so they get into an argument because Rory says she doesn't think she wants to go to Chilton, and I'm I'm sure that this is directly related to meeting Dean. Don't you think? I don't know. I don't know if I got that. I always thought that she decided not to go because Dean showed interest in her. That, I mean, yeah. And she was worried it was like an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. It probably is. Yeah. I just don't know if I picked that up completely. Sure. I don't know why. Interesting. I'd almost have to watch that scene again to know. But you're probably right. It is probably. But I just feel like, would she drop everything for Dean, though? I I guess we don't know. I just feel like. It could be the fear of the unknown on top of it as well. Yeah. I felt like there was something else that happened that I'm like, it was more towards having anxiety about. Yeah. I mean, it could be a mixture of things. But she was so excited before she met Dean. Yeah. And then she meets him, and now she's not sure. So they start to have an argument. I hate when Rory and Lorelai are arguing, because Lorelai immediately goes back to being, like, 16 years old, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, two teenagers arguing. They are not arguing like mother and daughter. They are arguing like friends. They are, and I think a lot of times, actually, Rory is being more the grown-up out of the two. Oh, absolutely. Which is a sucky thing for her to experience. Well, when they get home after fighting, Lorelai says, you've always been the sensible one in the house. Why would a 16-year-old be the sensible one out of the two of you? And she establishes these, like, she establishes the dynamics. Right. Like, a lot. Right. In the show, where she's like, you're this, I'm this. Right. Yep, there's like that, They, she really relies heavily on that codependency. Mm-hmm. This is how we work. And if you're going to do this, that's not what we agreed on. Like, they have like this unspoken agreement on how either of them are going to be with each other. But on their way back home, Lorelai finds out, that she met a boy. Because Miss Patty. Miss Patty. We meet this is where we meet Miss Patty. Yes. And I love Miss Patty. She's so good. And she's weird. Great. Just smoking a cigarette. And doing ballet class, but like from the corner. 
Like from the doorway? Yeah. Do you have to pee? Then uncross your legs. legs. Yeah. <laughs> I know later on, I know this is another episode, but they're like rehearsing Black Swan. I know. <laughs> oh my God. These I know. Poor kids. She's great. <laughs> Lorelai finds out it's a boy. And that kind of sends her over the edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she, because Miss Patty goes, oh, I, I prefer Dean to work at. Mm-hmm. And she said Dosey's something dark. like, you know how to pick him. Yeah. He's real cute or whatever. And immediately Lorelai sees red. Yeah. Oh, this is about a boy. I should have known it's about a boy. You're me. You're, You're me. me. Yeah. So they have their argument. You've always been the sensible one in this house. Lorelai kind of puts her foot down. She actually makes like a motherly decision. She's like, I know we usually have a democracy, but not this time. You're going to Chilton whether you want to or not. I'm going to have to pull the mom card. Yeah, I'm going to have to pull the mom card. Yeah. Well, Lorelai, yes. Yeah. You should be pulling that more. Right. You're the mom. (laughs) Right. She doesn't want to be the mom. No. But sometimes Rory needs a mom. Mm -hmm. It's like what's so great about their relationship, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what makes both of them so special is their relationship with each other, that it's not typical. But it also holds them back, too. Absolutely. In a lot of situations. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. So she tells her she's going. She doesn't have a choice. And then we get to the first Friday night dinner. And they're standing outside the door, waiting to go in. And Rory says, are we going to go in or are we going to reenact the little match, girl? Is this the Mendez reference oh, yeah. to you? And she goes, be on your best behavior, and then you can Menendez me on the way home or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Which, Which is, a reference, as a 10-year-old, I would have never gotten. No, I don't. I might have gotten it when I was 16 because of Cable Guy. Re- oh, sure. Sure. They, they reference. Yeah. They kind of make fun of that yeah. Mendez brother situation. But yeah, yeah it is funny that she... <laughs> She and it's so flippant, so dark. like it's just thrown in there. So great. You can Menendez me on the way home. <laughs> oh my you should joke about that. Yeah. Scared. yeah. I would be scared. Oh. Don't plant ideas in Rory's head. Exactly. Exactly. We have the dinner. They're toasting champagne. And Emily says, it's so nice to have you here on a day that the banks are open. It just has to like... Yeah. Have those little jabs whenever she can get them. What a stupid jab. Right. Like, The pinks. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Then there's like this really long, awkward silence. And they're sitting there and Richard hands Rory and the newspaper. So good. Great. Which also establishes that he thinks Rory is like him. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's like, yeah, we're going to deal with those two. Mm Mm-hmm. So they start the dinner, they're talking, everything seems to be okay, and then Richard says, speaking of which, I talked to Christopher yesterday, and Lorelai says, speaking of which, how is that a speaking of which? Tells us that something is weird about this Christopher, Mm -hmm. and then Richard says, you must get your smarts from your father to Rory, so Christopher is Rory's father. That really sets Lorelai off. Uh-huh. Rightfully so. I don't know if it was intended to be a jab, though. I Probably not. And I think 
it's easy to say it is in the first episode because we don't know Richard yet. But ever after having watched this so many times and knowing his relationship with Lorelai, I don't think that was a jab. I don't think so, but it's weird that he has mentioned that Lorelai was smart in other episodes. Right. And I don't understand why it kind of would be like you got it from Christopher because he's doing so well, but he's not really in the picture. Well, he it appears that he is considered to be more successful than Lorelai at this point. And I think that that's where Richard is coming from. Like he's running his own business and she is running a business. It's not her own. Yeah. But she is very high up there. And I don't think they realize that. So And it's menial to them. Right. Right. Lorelai storms off into the kitchen and her and Emily have an argument. And we get to see them really like hash it out for probably the first time. I would assume that then when when they came for holidays prior to this moment, it was very surface level. Like, oh, things are going fine. School is okay. That kind of thing. And I don't know if they have ever actually talked about what happened. She says, you were a child, Lorelai. And Lorelai says, I stopped being a child the minute the strip turned pink. And I understand what she's saying when she tells her mother that. But at the same time, we see that Lorelai is not a mature 32-year-old woman. No. And we see this. Emily wishes that she could have just stayed so things could have been easier for her. And we find out that Emily and Richard wanted her to marry Christopher so they could just have a comfortable life and be fine. And Lorelai says she wanted to move. She wanted to get away and figure things out for herself. And that's where we really see like the shift, not even a shift, just we establish this dynamic where Emily wanted to give Lorelai everything, but Lorelai knew that came at a cost. I think that theme between the two of them comes back almost every single episode. Yeah. Well, she gave her an ultimatum, like, you get married, you do that, you know, and Laura and Lorelai's, no. No, yeah. I've already kind of screwed up the trajectory of my life already. Right. Not, I'm not going to add another thing. Exactly, exactly. She's She is absolutely right, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Because Rory can still have a mother and a father. They just don't have to be together. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> she does have a mother and a father. Lorelai says, well... I didn't have too much pride. I came here and asked you for money so Rory could go to school. And Rory overhears that. So the cat's out of the bag. Rory knows yeah, that Lorelai like, had to suck up her pride. Yeah. I'm like, like, like how that she was like the one that I'm like, I don't want Rory to know. Yeah. And she's the, the one the that like blurts it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that's a very Lorelai thing. Oh, honestly. Yeah. Totally. Um, so Rory. Over- she did want her to know. I think. I think it would have come to the light no matter what. Yeah. I, I think it's her way of getting out of the fight with that she's the kind of the argument she's having with with Rory too. Mm. Oh, I never thought about that. It's her way of like if I reveal this then she'll feel bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because at this point Rory's still mad at her. Right. Yeah. Kind of like a manipulation tactic. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I had never considered that. I just thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's 
a really interesting point because I do think if anyone's going to understand what's going to get through to Rory, it's Lorelai. Mm-hmm. And if she's using the mother card and forcing her to go to Chilton, whether she wants to or not, this is her way of getting back into her graces by admitting, I had to ask my parents for money for you to even go here. Yep. So you have to do it because I had to suck up my pride. And if you don't, then it was for nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that she doesn't It just say that to Rory. Right. She, like, does it in, like, this off, like, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. arguing with her grand, like, her mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. It's, like, a way of being, like, oh, you know, I didn't actually mean for you to hear it or... Mm-hmm. So I think later on she does say, oh, you heard that? Yeah, and it's like, how could you not hear it? There's a door <laughs> separating the conversation. Right. Maybe maybe Rory's asleep with Richard. Yeah. <laughs> snoring in her chair next to him. Snoring. Gosh, I love Richard so much. No, he's so good. So they leave the dinner, and Rory offers to buy Lorelai coffee to end the night. And at the dinner... Rory agrees to attend Chilton. I think she says something like, well, how long will it take you to pay grandma and grandpa back? Or how many Friday dinners will it take to pay grandma and grandpa back? And Lorelai says, I think the deli tray at my funeral will be the last one. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Uh, So we established that Emily and Richard are going to be a huge part of their lives here on out. Also, I think that's kind of funny that she thinks she's going to die before her parents. I know. hilarious you know that's a good point yeah (laughs) i i wouldn't doubt that like emily seems like the type to just like outlive everyone yeah absolutely absolutely so rory agrees to attend chilton and we had already discussed that we think her decision was based on hearing the argument and knowing what her mom went through to get her that spot at chilton with her parents but this is the moment are we talking about the moment? We're talking about the moment. Luke comes to the table in a collared shirt, like a light blue, mm-hmm. like button-up collared shirt. And she's like, My oh. favorite shirt on a, on anyone. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. men, but mm-hmm. white blue button shirt. Yeah. No. And she's like, you look nice. And he says, oh, I had a meeting at the bank. Banks like collars. And I think he says that a few times throughout the series. Oh, like the meeting mm-hmm. at the bank. Mm-hmm. As far as this episode goes, I think it was just him explaining why he's not in his usual, like, uniform. I love his usual uniform. Me too. Me too. He looks better with a hat. Yeah. Very clear that there's, like, sexual tension there. Oh, yeah. She's like, you look good. Yeah. And he says... She can't even hold it back. And he awkwardly says, you look good, too. Like in the, I think this is what I'm supposed to say. It's all I want in an action with a male to be. (laughs) It's my goal. It's so good. So Um, yeah, so we get get it that there is a mutual attraction. Yes. And that this is going to be. This will be a thing. This is end game. Yeah. Yeah. Luke and Lorelai. So we get that sexual tension. Rory orders chili fries. So Luke, before she eats the chili fries, he says, I've got to stop you or you're turning into your mother. And Rory ends with, 
Sorry, too late. Right, yeah. It pans out of Luke's diner and we see it says Williams Hardware on the outside, establishing that Luke's was a hardware shop before, which is important later on. Yeah. We don't know the whole story there yet, but that's the end of the first episode. So good. Such a good beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And such a all good the button. characters you meet. Yeah. It's like overwhelming. At the same time, it's not. Um, no. So there were 13 <laughs> pop culture references in this episode. Yeah. And we'll have a reel on our Instagram of all the references in case you're curious what they are, because we're going to keep track. So do you think it, it was a successful pilot overall? Oh, totally. Okay. 100%. Yeah. It gives you everything you need to know, I think. Uh-huh. Without being like, bam, 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 information. I don't think we needed anything else. I think storytelling-wise, there it's just the be- the beginning, the middle, and the end. The act one, act two, act three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it even ends with the button, the perfect, too, too late, I'm already, I'm already my mom, you know? Yep. It's yep. such a great way to end that first episode. Yep, I agree. And that you can admit to being like your mother. Right. That that's a cool thing. Because usually in shows, that's like or in in real life or in, in society. In movies, it's like you're you're like your mother. Mm-hmm. And that's like the thing that ticks people off. Right. Right. And yeah. it's so cool that she ends it saying, Too late. I am. Yep. So neat. Yeah, I agree. That is our first episode about the pilot. Of of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. This has been Growing Up Gilmore. Uh-huh. And in the next episode, we will discuss... Episode two. Episode two, What's yeah. episode two? What's the title on Good that question. one? Good question. The Lorelai's First Day at Chilton. What a complicated title. I know. For the second episode. I know. But and the it. fact that it's the Lorelai's. So they're both experiencing their first day at Chilton. Mm. I'm excited. Me too. I remember watching the second episode live on TV. Really? Yeah. Yep. That outfit that she runs down the stairs. Oh, yeah. We could talk about that forever. So iconic. Yes. So, okay. We will get into that in Mm -hmm. the second episode. But thank you so much for listening. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.